by split decision. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Split Decision UK. We're recording today on Easter Sunday, so we are smack bang in the middle of this bank holiday weekend. Bright sunshine outside, hottest day of the year yesterday. It's all going on, you can't complain. I'm joined via Skype this week, we're not in studio, by Matthew Clark. Matthew Clark, can you hear me? Can, how are you? Yeah, all good, thank you. How are you on this lovely weekend? I'm alright, I'm just sweating. Yeah. Got your shorts yeah, on? Yeah, loving it, though. Shorts and a vest? What? What's that? You got your shorts and a vest on? Uh, I've got shorts on and flip-flops, but I haven't quite gone to the vest level nah, just yet. Not, not there yet. Not just yet, but I will get there. I'll have a vest, mate. What have you been up to this weekend? You've been celebrating Easter? Been on your uh, Easter egg hunts? Not just yet. No? Not just yet. Um, I had my sister's 40th surprise birthday yesterday. Ah, oh, nice. How'd that um, go? It went all right, yeah. I just <clears throat> ploughed through Guinness after Guinness, and nice. uh, I think my love affair with Guinness is over. Uh, you say that it's now. finally come to an end. <laughs> All good things must come to an yeah, end, it's mate. had a good run, it's yeah. The, it's the end of the road. Wednesday. Did you watch the football Wednesday? I missed it. I, I, I watched, I, uh, I booked a Line of Duty episode in, so I actually missed the football, which was gutting, really. My God. Honestly. I've never gone through the ring of like it in anything. <laughs> what with Line of Duty, my ticker can't handle it anymore. Well, uh, at the end, that VAR moment at the end, that must have been... Oh, I felt sick. Oh, yeah. Physically sick. Yeah, I bet. And then, uh, yeah, it's just craziness, unbelievable. I'm still a bit, bit of a whirlwind about it now, but yeah. So hopefully I can get my mind back on the fights <laughs> what we want to get into today. But what have you been up to yourself? Nothing too much, yeah. I mean, obviously you're a Tottenham fan, I'm a West Ham fan. I was at West Ham yesterday. Decent game, decent two-all draw against Leicester, not too bad. Went bowling on the Friday, and been bowling for absolutely years, but that was a decent life. Straight life. in the gutter, was it? <laughs> I'll tell you, what, tell you what, quite a few went straight in the gutter, yeah. Didn't you lie. fancy putting them up the sides? No, I couldn't, I couldn't take that. I couldn't do that. 27-year-old man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, with the gutters up. But uh, yeah, yeah, other than that, that yeah, I went to a mate's house last night. He'd done a barbecue, so I went round and all, had all the leftovers and a few beers there. But other than that, been watching the fights this morning. I was, uh, had the UFC in Russia this weekend. Not the most stacked of cards. A couple of decent names on there. Might as well start with the main event. It didn't last very long. Alistair Overeem up against uh, Alexei Alenyik. In our predictions, I went for an Alenyik-Ezekiel choke first round last week, actually, and you had over him to get the knockout. I believe he said round two. Uh, as it was, Overeem got the KO win in the first round. I think I sort of made the uh, uh, Alenyik prediction slightly in jest because Overeem was a heavy favourite going into this one. Nothing too much to talk about. Lots of heavy knees. Got him on down to the floor and, uh, yeah, pretty much that was all she wrote. Sounds like you're making excuses for your pick there, Joe. <laughs> oh, you've got to have some in the locker. Now, now there's a competitive element involved. It sounds like you're making excuses for your wrong pick. Not an excuse as such, just <laughs> just a reason. A reason? Yeah. Nah, it, it, it probably, like you say, it's coming, when it? You'd probably get a pick, rather hope over the judgement, really, wouldn't it? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. He's always going to go for him, I think. He's... 38 now, I think, over him. That's it, he's still around, and he still picks up the odd win here and there, and then struggles at the top level, but we all love him. He's a madman. To get knocked <laughs> out like him, and Garner and Blades, and then just sort of keep, going. keep loving it and keep yeah. going at it. <laughs> Don't give a damn about it. I know, yeah. He's... Who, who next for him? He's, I mean, he's so many 
sort of some little heavyweights out there, the top five or whatever. He's always got a little run in him, like you say. So who's next for the big guy? Oh yeah, I mean you could throw anyone in there, really. I think maybe the I don't know Kane. Kane's still about there. Kane needs a fight. That'd probably be a decent fight for Kane. Uh, if you're looking to sort of warm him back in, otherwise, I think you just sort of maybe another contender throw him in. I don't think Overeem is well. You say he could make a little run and go for, go for the belt. That is always possible. But if you look at the congestion up there with a the top three or four in the heavyweight division, I think it's probably better for from the UFC's point of view if you throw Overeem in against sort of a younger younger up and comer. I would say and use him that way. Yeah, no one's getting a shot at a heavyweight belt just yet. So no, I, no one is. Stipe getting stitched up big time. Yeah, yeah, but, bad. But yeah, I, I think the, the Kane one's a good shout. I like that. Yeah, I think that'd be a decent It's unbelievable fight. they haven't fought before, really. I know, yeah, they've both been around for, for so many years. Co-main event yesterday. Yeah. So we had uh, Islam Makachev against uh, Saryukian, or something like Hell. that, anyway. Um, so yeah, Makachev got the win here. We both predicted that, so we both got a... Uh, Got a tick in our boxes on this fight. Pretty pretty dominant performance from Makachev. He's from the Khabib camp. He's got that Khabib style. So I don't really have to explain to all you listeners out there what happened. It was pretty uh, as to be expected. But yeah, uh, Saryukian put up a good, good, good decent, uh, decent fight. He actually defended a couple of takedowns. Got a one or two himself. I think I think that was the first time Makachev has ever been taken down. Actually, but he showed some good trips himself. Some good takedowns. Utilised that Dagestani handcuff, as uh, Hardy and Felder were saying in the commentary. Uh, got the un- unanimous decision victory. Pretty solid. Solid. Makachev might be looking to move himself into the top 15 now after that one. Who do you reckon then? You, took, you mentioned Paul Felder there in the commentary. I think that'd be a good little fight, that one. Yeah, I think there's, well, that lightweight division, obviously there's got so much going on. But, I mean, you've got Charles Oliveira. He's fighting next week. Uh, he, winner of that fight. That could get thrown in there. I think Gregor Gillespie, I think that'd be a incredible matchup against Makachev to see who'll come out up there. Yeah, that would be a good one. Who's wrestling comes out on top. Sort of yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, I think that'd be brilliant. So that would be who's, one I'd like to see. Who's Oliveira got next week? Sorry, I'm getting me Oliveira's mixed up. Oh, yeah. Too no. many, yeah. So Alex is next week, Charles. So Charles would be a decent shout anyway, I think. Charlie, yeah. Yeah, yeah but he, he looks good. Islam Makachev. He's got a... Uh, Obviously, he comes out with all the Dagestanis and all that. He's going to have that pressure game and just being generally nails. Well, that's um, it. It'll be interesting to see who will be the first to sort of crack that that puzzle. If you look at Khabib's style, you look at Makachev's style, it looks pretty dominant and it looks difficult to do anything against it. It'd be, it would be interesting to see who the first man, who the first team is to be to come up with some sort of plan to counteract that. Well, I think your Gregor Gillespie shout is a very good one. He doesn't have a fight books and he's not going to have many suitors to fight him anyway because he's such a sort of animal. difficult task and animal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think these two would suit each other down to the ground uh, whether, whenever they're going to want to fight. Gregor Gillespie's fought ages ago now, right? It seems. It, yeah, it seems like ages Three ago. Three or four months ago. It was definitely, yeah, 2018. Yeah, so th- that looks like a very good shout to me. Whether it would be an exciting fight, I don't know, but it would certainly be intriguing. Yeah, and I, f- I think it wouldn't be traditionally exciting if you look at the standout. I don't think there'd be too much going on, but I think that the battle for, for dominance on the ground would definitely be exciting. Yeah, if you certainly know you're wrestling onions, it'll be a very enjoyable watch, I think. Oh, yeah, just just a bit. What else we had on? We had uh, Pavlovich, Sergei Pavlovich against Golm, heavyweight division. <laughs> <laughs> I 
กองมาอะไรเยสแพปแพปโลวิชก็ first round KO win uh, we've seen Pavlovich before not too long ago he lost out I think that was his USC debut but these two basically came out swinging and Pavlovich got the upper hand just seeing who I uh, went for him yes in the predictions oh, nailed it yeah we both got this one right as well so round one KO we are you're two one up at the moment as we make our way through It's interesting yeah so this next one This could be a decider. Roxanne Modafferi against Antonina Shevchenko, the uh, sister of the current champ uh, Valentina. Kyrgyzstan, well, I think they're from. Well, we both went with Shevchenko. Yes. Um, it's quite surprising. I've only seen a fight once. I'm probably purely going off her name on that. Yeah, Valentina, really, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, I've seen Roxanne Modafferi quite a lot of times. She's quite good on the ground, but she's never really bowled me over by any no, stretch. No, no. But uh, she nicked the split decision there. Yeah, and I think it was probably deserved. I think, uh, like you say, her striking isn't quite there, but pressure is is, is non-stop. It was it was a good, decent fight actually in places. Was it? Yeah, Shevchenko showed a little bit of chops as well. So Shevchenko's a striker, did well there, but uh, Modafferi showed some of her own. And then Modafferi's better on the ground and did well there, but Shevchenko showed some of her own stuff on the ground as well. But probably deserved for Modafferi, I think. Yeah, dominate, dominate most, not dominate, controlled most of those sort of fifty-fifty situations, and just did enough to nick the split decision win. I would say, went into this fight ranked number seven. All right, Shevchenko was only number twelve herself, but you got to think Modafferi is creeping up to that number five spot from from out of nowhere, really. Now, well, it ain't exactly the most stacked division. It's flyweight, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, still finding their feet there, and uh, I think Shevchenko, the Shevchenko, Valentina's defending. Three eight, I think she is, and I think Joanne yes. Calder was in a number one contender fight. Apart from that, anyone, it's all up for grabs who can sort of make a run for the title. And like you say, they're not exactly blessed with many contenders as we speak. So it's a perfect opportunity for Modafferi to sort of get back up there, get another title shot. Yeah, definitely. And I think Modafferi is a good character. She seems like yeah, a good person, very so likable. Yeah, definitely. And quite unusual, quirky character, and uh, it's nice to see that in UFC instead of all your trash talking rubbish we had a minute. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So hopefully, hopefully we can get behind Roxanne and she can go on a little tear now. That'd be nice to see. Go on, Roxanne. And then just to uh, open up the the main card in Russia that we had last night, we had Christoph Jotko. He was back after a little while. Yeah. He, seemed, he seems reinvigorated. He seems to I think he's, he's moved to America. He's training over there full time now, and it, it paid off in this one. He was up against Alan Amadovsky, who obviously isn't the most well known of fighters, but got the unanimous decision win at thirty twenty five. And thirty twenty six times two on the scorecard, so pretty dominant performance. Nice spinning elbow in the first round, couple of takedowns, and then for the rest of the fight, it was pretty much controlling it on top. He had nine minutes of top control, so an impressive return for Jotko in that middleweight division, which also has a little bit of room for movement if someone wants to go on a little run, put three or four wins together there. Well, look at look at Amanson, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good example. But uh, yeah, sounds like a complete murkin to me this one, Jotko. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, pretty impressive performance. Easy work for the big man. That's it, yeah. So other than that, we've been a little brief on that, so we do apologise. Yeah, that is brief. Overing got the win. Makachev looks like he could be a real contender in there. Pavlovich stepping into the heavyweight division. We're all Modafferi fans now. We're looking for her to get the title shot and a good return for Christoph in the uh, in the opener. All in all, good night's work, really. 
not too bad considering, like you say, the expectations weren't high. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not but knocking it. Itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a couple of first-round finishes in there, a couple of convincing performances over the, over the full stretch. So, yeah, can't knock it. UFC once again, yeah, not letting us down. Sweet. There's some other fight last night, wasn't there? Did you want to talk about that? Big Amir. Big Amir, yeah. Yeah, so Amir Khan was taking on Terence Crawford in the boxing world, moving away from MMA slightly. Big underdog going into this one, Amir Khan. And, uh, yeah, so it proved he got stopped in the, I think it was the sixth round. Slightly unusual stoppage. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, a lot of um, controversy on social media this morning when I, when I woke eventually this morning. Um, <laughs> what, was it, what was it? Like a low blow took him out and a lot of people saying Khan took an easy way out and he was just, he was getting sort of pieced up a little bit anyway and he sort of uses it as an excuse. I mean, I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, I, think, I, think, I think you're pretty accurate there. Was that the case, or was it a genuine sort of low blow that ended the fight? It was definitely. And why a is it a TKO win anyway? Well, I mean, it's been a bit of sort of a mixed reports. It looked like it was definitely a low blow. It was definitely a big left hook to the to the never regions, shall we say? Yeah. Um, and he was getting pieced up, and from what I'm piecing together, he uh, got hit with a low blow, went over to his corner. They asked him, "Are you okay?" And he said, "No, that that's really dummy." And they, they called it, the corner called the fight, which means that therefore it counts yeah. as a stoppage, whereas if it had been a stoppage just due to the low blow, I believe it would then go to the scorecards. Okay. So, slightly confusing, as are most things in boxing, but either way, Amit Khan comes away with a loss, and difficult to see where he goes here now. I guess, I guess he's going to have to take that Kelbrook fight. Yeah, it looks like the final thing he can do in his career, sort of that anyone's really interested in seeing. And um, you got to appreciate him. He does sort of take on these challenges, then he and, like severely outmatched in the last sort of big fights he's tried to take. This one, uh, Canelo, and he's never winning those, is he? Really? No, no, yeah. So, but yeah, Kelbrook looks like the final, final shot for him. I think so. One, yeah, one big battle of Britain left. And... That's it. Like so, you have got to commend his gonads for stepping in, but. He's never been likely to win these fights, so yeah, maybe just one more British showdown for the British fans and just pretty much solely the British interest and get that on in a big big arena in England and yeah, give him give him a decent farewell, I would say. Yeah, I've always liked watching Amir Khan's. I know some people don't really like him, but yeah, always a big fan. What, what has it ever been a boring fight with him? No, no, definitely not, no. Do you know what I mean? So he always puts it out there and that's got to be respected. So, particularly one of our own, Brittany, so... Of course. Of we always course. respect that. Yes, yeah, definitely. Other than that, so we uh, have a look at a little bit of news we got going on this week. What have we got? Let's check it out. So, uh, I don't know if you've been listening, you've been caught up on your podcast. Jorge Masvidal was on Joe Rogan last week. George? Big George, yeah, and I have to say, I do like him. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling, really, because obviously not so long ago, he was fighting in the O2 Arena in London against Darren Till and he completely ruined my night just completely destroyed it I went straight to bed after that in a, in a strop so it, it is a strange thing how you can go from the devastation of that of that win for, for Jorge there uh, carried himself brilliantly after the fight then put the um, put the free piece and a soda on Leon Edwards afterwards as well and another Brit fighter who he likes he's like ah oh. but I still liked it I still liked Masvidal for that and he went on Rogan and uh just just a just a geezer and he's sort of uh, no messing about straight to the point 
and um, I'm warming him, warming to him so much. Obviously, he's been a, he's been a legend for so long. But if you haven't listened, go and check him out on Rogan because he's just uh, just a brilliant listen, really, and a old school, old school fighter. I think is the way to describe him. He's a backyard brawling bloke, isn't he? He is, yeah. Back in day, I think he destroys Astrin. <sighs> I, I'm starting to think, think he might. Yeah, I think he might. Well, As... we didn't get to see a lot of Astrin standing up, and but I've, I'm just basing it on his shadow boxing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's similar to mine, I think. <laughs> yeah. But I think um, his grappling's good, Masvidal. Yeah, I think he's nullified. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see it over five rounds. Obviously, it's not going to be. It's three rounds, but. Yeah, I really think Masvidal can... This is a great opportunity for him to make a run at the title. He could conceivably get a shot off it. Oh, yeah. Easily, easily after this. Especially with the amount of hype uh, behind Ben Askren. I think with Ben Askren, like you say, we haven't seen too much of him yet. So the only thing I think... He still does carry that mystique. And he did get the shit beaten out of him by Robbie Lawler for the first half of that, that first round. Managed to weather it, come back and wrestling came through in the end. So I think he's still... Still got to respect Askren a little bit going into this one, but oh yeah, absolutely. Probably make Masvidal favourite at the moment, even if he's not necessarily with the bookies. Yeah, I mean it's it's such a difficult one. Make a really good point. The mystique's still there because we saw so little of him standing up. He just slammed on his head, beaten up for about two minutes, and then turned it around. So we never saw him standing up. It's just interesting to see if he can get older Masvidal early on and, and do what he did to Lawler to George. I don't know where I put my money on that one. That's on that stacked card in 239, isn't it? Yes, and I think putting your money on it will be very, very difficult. Well, if, if he's a big underdog, I think it's certainly worth putting on. Oh, agreed. Yeah, agreed. So, if but, I can uh, keep an eye out for that, check the price for old George, and you might be able to make a one or two pennies George. off of that one. Any other news there? So, not news necessarily, but coming up quiet, here, isn't it? it is very, very quiet this week. We've been blessed the last few weeks with just fight announcements coming out of our ear holes. And then this week we haven't had a, haven't had much at all. But what we do have coming up, we do have Jack Shaw against Scott Malone in uh, Cage Warriors 104 at Cardiff. Huge, huge fight. Could be if all goes well. Could be Jack Shaw's last fight in Cage Warriors, I believe. I've got to agree with you there. Ten and zero. So Jack Shaw ten and zero. Scott Malone no mug five and zero though. Battle of Britain. Yeah, Scotland what, won, his, won his last seven. Scott Malone. Yeah, it's a tough fight, but I just can't see Jack Shaw losing him else. No, he he look he looks unstoppable, really. Um, I think, well, not I think he might have a little bit more, little bit more fire in his belly as well. Scott Malone beat Josh Reed last time out, who is a teammate of Jack Shaw. Yeah. So obviously Scott Malone has proven himself; he deserves this shot. Seven fight win streak, as I say. I don't think he can get past Jack Shaw. I think Jack Shaw is in that complete tank, as his nickname would suggest. And I think he gets this done and then, uh, yeah, walks into the UFC and put, start making a real name for himself there pretty quickly as well, I would say. I mean, how, how good did he look in, uh, is it Cage Warriors 100? Yes, it's yeah. Ekandayo. Ekandayo's quality. So good. And he just made it look so easy. And I just can't see anyone stopping him outside the UFC. I think he walked through him pretty easily, to be honest. I mean, I think Scott Malone's quality himself but he's not quite at that level that Jack Shaw is. I think Jack Shaw could easily, in a year or two, be in the top ten in the UFC, let alone in the Cage Warriors regional circuit. No, I agree. I agree. I think, yeah. there, I think there's great things in yeah, destined for him. He looks massive as well. Yeah, he does, yeah. So I, I really think he can make a run of it. They're 135-pounders from Cage Warriors champions. They always got a good thing. Nathaniel Wood, Brett Johns, and now Jack Shaw. I 
expecting big things Saturday night from him. Yeah, definitely. And so everyone... there's a big shout out to Tom Watson who's on that card. Remember Tom Watson? Yes, yeah. Back in the day, he must be about 60 years old now, but Get, getting on, making his return. <laughs> so good to see what sort of uh, will be interesting to see what sort of Tom Watson turns up. So yeah, keep your eye out, Cage Warriors this weekend. Definitely. We'll move on now, shall we? I think I think it is time. I can I can feel it coming. I can feel the buzz. I can feel the anticipation in the air. Our weekly award, the Safoa, the Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement. I think this is the moment we give out this week's winner, Matt. Okay, can we... Um... Ah, it's got to be fighting related, isn't it? Uh, that, they were the rules. But if yeah. you wanted to give someone an honourable mention, then, then by all means, go ahead. I just wanted to give VAR an honourable mention. <laughs> yeah, the Tottenham fan among us wants to give VAR, VAR a shout-out. Yeah, obviously, it can't win because it's <coughs> fall in line with the, uh, the stringent rules of the Safara. Very stringent. But I, I think it's definitely worth a mention. So, uh, an honourable mention, as you say, VAR. OK, we'll give it a shout-out. We'll see how you feel next year when it's in every game and you end up on the receiving end of... Oh, we're going to get done over <laughs> in the semi fight. Don't you worry about that. Other than that, it's a winner. I've got a few shout-outs for the Safawa. For anyone who's, who's listening, the uh, Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement is a weekly prize that we have been giving out to people in the MMA uh, combat sports world for Outstanding Achievement. This could be good uh, in terms of being a bit of a blatant cheater or just a bit of a bastard. Or it could be good in terms of um, impressive victories, um, outstanding messages, being very motivational, all good things like that. We have given out a couple of bad ones recently. TJ Dillashaw got it last week. We had Dave Feldman, the bare-knuckle boxing promoter, uh, for his notorious in-ring rant. He got it the week before. And the legend that is DC got it for his outstanding uh, commentary skills. This week, Matt, I have got a few nominations. My first one from the boxing world was um, Dave Allen. He fought last night, main evented against Lucas Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a, he's a, he's a funny bloke. He's quality on social media. Um, and he's, that was a big win actually that was a big test against Lucas Brown so he's put himself yeah. up against into into sort of uh, higher contention now my other shout out was going to be Overeem just for like you say having 600 fights under his belt still going still picking up victories all over the world but I think I'm going to have to we've been giving him out for bad behaviour recently which isn't all we're here for but again this week I think Jarrell Big Baby Miller pulling out of the Anthony Joshua fight Got popped once, went back and tested, got popped twice. Biggest chance of his lifetime, and he's uh, he's thrown it all away, and I think he needs that Safoa this week. Yeah, I mean, it's not sending out, like you say, a very good message that we're awarding these drugs cheats, but I think it's a very just, uh, he's a just recipient of the award. It was EPO again, isn't it, a form of EPO? I know, it's mad. We don't want to send the message out that if you take EPO, you're in for a shout with this award. It's just a coincidence, I think, two weeks running that drug kicks have won it but I want to know what steroids is he taking he, he don't look exactly great for it <laughs> I know if you're going to take steroids at least take the ones that uh, get you ripped the Hulk bloke was taking last week <laughs> the Ural Hulk yeah Ural Hulk had to drop out unfortunately didn't they Shaturikov yeah I mean it's funny you say that because we put out a post last week saying uh, definitely won't be any irregularities in his testing didn't make an appearance this week so perhaps there was He's been lurking on our Insta. And, <laughs> yeah. and we thought, oh shit, they've rumbled me. <laughs> but, but back to Big Baby Miller. Yes, it just, as it is, is. Is it disappointing? I weren't enthralled about that fight. No, I wasn't up for it at all. No. Apparently Chisora's getting it. 
So, well, he fought last night in an uncom- well, a bit of a boring fight. I didn't see that. So he's he's being mooted to to fight Joshua, is he? Apparently, it's between uh, Louis Ortiz or Chisora, and maybe one more. I thought Dillian White might get it, but he's yeah. fighting uh, Ribas. So um, yeah, it didn't really make much sense to me. Chisora, obviously, his British interest there, but got knocked out by Dillian White last time. Didn't really stack up for me. Hmm. Interesting. What are your thoughts? Are you interested in in seeing that? I mean, it'll be a decent fight, no doubt, but. Yeah, not not well, not particularly. I'm not make a ton of sense, is it? Not really. I think the only thing is there's not too many options out there. But I think the wisest thing to do, if they've touted this as the uh, Joshua's coming out moment in America, in a big American stadium with that audience, I think they'd be better off throwing uh, an American on Chisora's level in there. I would say there must be yeah, someone I agree. out there. Absolutely agree. Yeah, you, first off, you need someone who's not as dangerous. I think. And also yeah. those, like you say, someone who's American who at least carries a little bit of a name. Yeah, there must be someone. Because if they throw out Chisora and no American knows him, and say, oh, Joshua, whatever, we don't know who this Chisora is anyway, and that's not that impressive. But like you said, if you throw a Yank in there and he beats him convincingly, he's on the map. That's it, that's it. But this is all called by Big Baby Miller, the uh, recipient of the Safawa this week. Yes, so congratulations to Jarrell. And congratulations. Uh, we, yep, your Safara award is in the post. There it is. Okay, should we get back to some serious business now, Matthew? Business. Serious, serious business. Quick quickly, be- quickly before we move on, Rory yeah. McDonald, John Fitch coming up this weekend. Cough. Have you seen uh, Zahab, um, Faraz Zahabi going ham on him? No, please do elaborate. Well, I'll be sort of paraphrasing a little bit, but he's basically called him out for being a, a massive drugs cheat. I mean, there's John nothing Fitch. to suggest that, yeah, he says you're only decent again now because you're a drugs cheat or whatever, and I should have done a bit more prep on it. It's only just come to me. He's about 39 now, John Fitch. For us, Harvey said, yeah, the only reason you're good is because you're all on the rocks. Mm, it was quite bizarre, I think. I don't think he was sort of forced to say anything like that. I no. mean, it's just a bit of a weird statement for him to make and quite out of character. That is for, for us. Yeah, he's, he's usually uh, all about sort of the martial arts, solely about the martial arts. That's an interesting statement. I would, uh, I mean, normally I wouldn't think anything of it, but now that, Cody Garbrandt's and uh, that team Alpha Male, now that they're all allegations have proven to be true. I don't know, it might be a little bit of something behind that. Yeah, it's wheels within wheels. They all know what's going on behind the scenes, don't they? And uh, it stands yeah. to reason a bit, really, because he's had a resurgence out of the UFC where the, t- the testing isn't as stringent. On a five-fight win streak now, at 39, out of, oh, 39, 41, out of nowhere, it, uh, it all stacks up a little bit against old Johnny boy. Yeah, that's, that is not looking good, actually. I mean, I expect Rory to get the win uh, this weekend, but... Yeah, he's a 2-9 to favourite, um, which I think is about fair. I think, if you, like you say, I think he'll walk through him pretty easily there. John Fitch is so 2009. <laughs> he is, he is. Old school. It's for the title. It's the quarterfinal of the Welterweight Grand Prix, and uh, but it's for the title. Cause yeah, it's on the line down. as well. Big opportunity for John Fitch to roll back the years. But uh, I can't see anything other than the Roy McDonald win. I mean, sometimes you just don't turn up, though, but um, I think this will be an easy day at the, part, uh, at the office. Yeah, I, I have to agree, if I'm being honest with you. I think our main focus next week, though, as usual, lies with the UFC. We've got Fight Night 150 in Florida. Pretty good main card coming up. Where do you want to start with this one? Shall we start with the main event? Let's start. So we've got Ronaldo, Jacare Souza. In the middleweight division, up against Jack Hermanson, who fought at the end of March. Very quick uh, turnaround for Hermanson. Jacare, 26-6 and 6 record, beat Weidman back in November of 2018. 
before that, lost to Gasolin, beat Brunson, lost to Whitaker. So a little bit up and down in recent times, but only ever fights the best, Jacare. Jack Hermanson beat Branch, as I say, at the end of March, 30th of March, with that guillotine. Very quick. He's won three in a row. Since losing to Thiago Santos, massive, massive opportunity for Hermanson. He's taken it on short notice, as I say. If he can get a win here, this really propels him up in the rankings and in the good books of the USC for coming on and taking this fight. I really think this is uh, just a free hit for the Joker. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a complete no-lose situation and everything to lose for Jackaro. I think he's a very dangerous opponent. I think this, this could really easily be an upset. I mean, the odds are quite close as well. They're closer than I thought they'd be. Bookies agree and Jackaro's 4-7 to seven, and Jack Manson only a 5-4. to four. So very dangerous for Jackaro. I think he does get a title shot with a win, you know. Yeah, he's probably name, right. I think his name sort of carries that, and yes. Dana alluded to it the other day. He said, I think Jack is going to kill me if I don't win the title shot. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't put it past him. No. So, I've, yeah, I, I think he gets a, a win here, but anything can anything can happen, to be honest. It's really hard to call. Yeah, Will the think... age player factor, Jack Ray, nearly 40, and Manson probably in his prime, early 30s, I think he is, so... Really tough one to call. We feel, we said it last week or a couple of weeks ago that the, the sub game would sort of be nullified by Jacaray and this could quite easily be a stand up war where Jacaray's boxing look good. How do you see it going? I think I think I probably agree. I think it, it could go down to a bit of a grapple mat grappling match. Both good with their jujitsu um, and grappling all round. But I'm not sure either man really wants to take that risk. So I think you could be right. It could end up into a bit of a stand-up battle. And I think Jacare is just a little bit more proven in, in that area with a little bit more power. He's got some knockouts on his record. So if I, had to, if I had to make a pick now, I think I would agree with you. I think the grappling might cancel each other out. And then I'd probably see Jacare being having enough to um, to pick up the win on the feet. I'd probably say decision. I think Hermanson, a little bit younger, a little bit fresher, quite durable. Uh, I think Jacare might just have a little bit too much class on the feet once they cancel each other out on the ground. Yeah, very good points there. I think you could potentially be right there. That's probably the most likely outcome. They cancel each other out and stand and dot, bang, bang, dot, whatever it is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've gone with, I think Hermansu could easily throw up a shock here, but I've gone with Jack Ray to get a TKO in the third. I think it'll be very close, but I think he'll just catch him at some point. Like he did Weidman. I mean, he was even behind in that fight, I think. But he's... His boxing looks good at the minute. Will the, like we say, will the age catch up with him? We don't know until it, we see it. But uh, I, I do think uh, Jacker will get over the line in. Okay, yeah, nice one. I have to agree. We'll have a look at the co-main event. No idea why this man is on the co-main event again. Lost in a DQ last time to Alan Crowder. Greg Hardy, he is back against Dmitry Smolyakov. Uh, Smolyakov 9-2, to won his last fight via Kimura. He uh, previously had two starts in the USC and he lost both of those, so he got kicked out and then won in the uh, out, outside and then got back in and, and won. So uh, he's making his return up against Greg Hardy. The USC love Greg Hardy. They're pushing him. They're putting him in co-main events, even though he got disqualified last time. I think we're both... I know who you're going to pick. You want to see uh, Smolyakov get the win here. What is, why are they putting him in here, Joe? i got no idea. Tell why, me. why are they persisting with it? I don't know. I mean, the only got, title this guy's winning is Safoa. Safoa, yeah. I mean, he's a strong contender. He's a, he's a one I'm sure he's going to get it next week. Definitely, he will be yeah. getting it next week. Smolyakov, the lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's called the lifeguard. Yeah, usually they're saving lives, aren't they? Not uh, 
taking one. Yeah, exactly. So odd one. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought, mate. Unless he's just he's a legit lifeguard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, but that did make me laugh for some reason. But yeah, he got kicked out of the UFC. And he lost two in, in the, on the bounce, didn't he? And yeah. Come so back and won on another promotion called the Aslan Challenge. Oh yeah, that's the in the line of Witch in the Wardrobe, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't know why it's called the Aslan Challenge. It's in the, the name uh, Narnia National Stadium, I think they do that one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. But yeah, I'm already loving Smolyakov. Another potential Safari Award winner. Yeah, so um, you back in the lifeguard? to lose here, I think. I think they're desperate, yeah. Desperate for someone to lose to Greg Hardy. He's 9-2 um, record-wise, so he can't be no mug at all. Yes, he lost his two UFC fights, but Greg Hardy ain't a UFC level, is he? No, no. At least, at least judging by the last fight, he, yeah, he looks dangerous first couple of minutes, but then he just completely blows his gas tank. On the ground, looks like a fish out of water. If this lifeguard's got any sort of wrestling, well, he's, he's got to make it ugly for a round or two and gas out Hardy, and, and he should win by a TKO, sort of second or third round, I think. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't... I don't think you even need that much wrestling. I think you just make it dirty, like you say, get him up against the cage and just hold him yeah. for a round, yeah. It's it's obviously easier said than done. He's a big bloke. He's obviously of got course, that yeah. athletic background and he hits hard. You've seen that before. But the crowd has set the sort of blueprint. I mean, he didn't really get the win, but he certainly could have easily be- like, sort of got the win late after the knee and all that. So I think, yeah, I'm going with the lifeguard. Yeah, round two, TKO. Nice, I'm going lifeguard round three, submission. <laughs> Oh, go on the lifeguard. <laughs> He's out there on our list of favourite fighters now. I don't know why they keep persevering with Hardy, though. Like, Fair enough if you're going to give him another fight. This co-main event spot, it's just it's not working, is it? Oh, he's a prelims fighter all day long. Yeah, if that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all behind the lifeguard there, so go on, my son. Definitely, yeah, move on from uh, yeah. that one. So then, yeah, the uh, Oliveira that I got confused with earlier, Alex Oliveira. Cowboy is fighting this weekend up against Mike Perry, who lost to the uh, the other Cowboy last time out. Yeah, decent little knock this one. Nineteen to six. Oliveira lost to Gunnar Nelson last time, where his face was just pouring out blood everywhere. I think we all remember that one. Uh, yeah, up against Mike Perry, who's shown some good stuff recently. He was a little bit, a little bit of a brawler when he first came in, and, and and sort of paid the price for that with some some big defeats. He's looked a little bit more technical, a little bit more patient now. Still, obviously, a complete animal and loves to go in there and just knock people's heads off. But I think this is a very, very interesting fight, to be honest, in a, another stacked division. Two to five, Brazilian cowboy. Perry, seven to four. Are you having any of that underdog price, or are you I'd... seeing it going the same way as American cowboy once it hits the ground? No, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seven to four or Mike Perry. I think that's a pretty decent shout, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll chuck my pick in. I've actually got Mike Perry to win this one. Ah, I think, okay. he's, yeah, I think if you look at his personal life, everything's coming up. Mike Perry at the moment. He's recently got married. He seems very happy. He's obviously a, 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 a monster, a complete warrior, a complete animal, as you can see. And I think if yeah, if you if you look at the cowboy fight uh, against Cerrone, cowboy, he looked okay and then just got caught with an armbar. Obviously, Oliveira is more than capable of doing the same thing. But I think Mike Perry's, I think he's he's putting some work in. You know, I think he's, I think he's he's been. Working on his weaknesses, and he has shown improvements. I think this little bit extra time in between to train. I think I think Mike Perry's going to get the win here. So seven to four, I am very tempted. I have to say. 
Yeah, I think if you double it out with a lifeguard, you've got some serious money coming in there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. 11 of 5 and 7 of 4. And I, I think you make, makes a very good point that he probably looked at the old cowboy fight and thought, do you know what, I've got to work on this, that and the other. And he has perhaps worked on his sort of submission defence and, and his ground game in general, so instead of just standing and sort of trading, which is what he wants to do and where his instinct takes over, I assume. Yeah. But, um, and by that same token, he could drag Cowboy into one of them fights, which uh, certainly pans to Perry's hands. I've actually gone for a Cowboy uh, submission. I really know he'd round two. I think it could be a bit of a leery affair in the first round, but eventually goes to the ground and Cowboy sinks one in. Yeah, I think that's very likely. Yeah, I mean, Alex Oliveira is extremely, extremely dangerous, very tough, very durable, can finish you from anywhere at any moment. Uh, so you've gone round two for him there. I'm going Perry yep. round three, TKO. It's definitely a fight of the night contender. Oh, massively, massively, yeah. I mean, that's uh, yeah, definitely the favourite. Uh, looking forward to that one. Big Glover's back as well. Yes, love a bit of Glover. Now, last time out, you were saying he wins one, lose one, win one, lose one. He won his last one. Yep. Are you sticking with that? Same sort of trend? One up, one down, one up, one down? Or is he going to finally get two in a row? I think I've got to stick with it, to be honest. I called it using my brilliant uh, sort of detective skills there win one lose one as you say <laughs> it worked I don't think I can back out of it now so I fully expect uh, Eon Kutalaba to get the win this weekend you know who's the uh, the X factor in this fight didn't you tell me well Kutalaba has lost to this man and Glover has beaten this man oh I know exactly who it is big JC Jarakanir yes a split season UK favourite we finally learnt how to pronounce his name Kananir what a legend. Yeah. What an absolute legend. I've Everyone no has fought him. <laughs> like, he has fought yeah. every single person in the USC, I think. Ah, uh, is he fighting soon, I think? I think we, he is. Sort of fights the fight Taffer. <laughs> yeah. Is he uh, up against uh, Anderson? Yeah, he yeah, is. He is yeah. He's got a big fight. <laughs> so that'll be soon. Ah, oh, man. That... that Ah, quality. <laughs> but yeah, Glover beat the uh, Cannoneer and Kutalaba lost to him. And by that, I've got to say he's going to buck the trend and win two in a row there. Big Glover. I know MMA maths don't really work, but he's he's looked good. We've got that one over yeah. Carl Roberson, yeah. arm yeah. triangle choke. So, like, he's, he's known for his boxing, Glover, but man, he's, he's got a really good ground, uh, ground game as well. And I, I think he's going to get a, a sub in round three here. Yeah? Oh, I like that pick. Yeah, I like that shout. And he's five to four Glover, so he's the underdog going into this. Kutalaba is actually odds-on favourite. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, decent little pick there. I will go for Kutalaba, and I will. <sighs> Been up in an R in. First, I thought we might get a late stoppage. Yeah. But I'm probably going to go for a decision to Kutalaba, but pretty comfortable. Maybe two, two rounds to one, three rounds to nothing. I think Kutalaba. Yeah. No. Definitely a decent shout that. It, it, the only reason I've sort of gone with Glover, if you look at Kutalaba's record, every time he steps up in competition, he seems to sort of fall with that hurdle. So I'm just expecting the same thing to happen here. But at least it could go either way. He's a favourite for a reason. He's a big old lad. So uh, anything can happen in these bigger divisions, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's another one. Another good fight. This is a really good card. Yeah, and you, well, I mean, we mentioned that uh, Perry Cowboy's got to get fight of the night. Got John Lineker. The absolute war machine, John Lineker. He's back against the sort of uh, bit of a prodigy, Corey Sandhagen. Ten and yep. one, won his last five. Beat our oh, man Austin Arnett before. Beat uh, Alec Alcantara. Beat Bautista uh, in a good performance last time out. Actually, 
He's up against John Lineker, who's always dangerous, just loves to knock people's heads off. Probably the most powerful, tiny man you will ever come across. I'd be very interesting to see how Sandhagen does in this. I, I, I quite like Sandhagen. I'd like to see him rise up the ranks, even though, obviously, we all love John Lineker. How can you not? I kind of feel it might be uh, more prudent if this was Sandhagen's time to come through and get a win and announce himself on a, on a massive stage. Well, again, the bookies can't really split them. I think they've John Lineker's eight to thirteen here, and I think that's mainly by sort of like his previous achievements as well because he's been around so long. Yeah, Sandhagen, a very respectable six to five, so they can certainly see an upset there because the odds aren't too the swing isn't too long. I don't know, mate. Sandhagen's five foot eleven, and Lineker's five foot three. Yeah, it's massive. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. 35 pounds and five foot eleven. <laughs> I mean, we've seen people sort of get through that reach and, and land big bombs. And Lennox would be Lin one to do it. Exactly. But he's highly touted, Sam Hagen. I know Shard loves a bit of him. He does, yeah. yeah. He just used to train with him, that's why. So. Take that with a pinch of saw right there, son. Just knock my bedside lamp off. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Everything's okay. Is it all right? Yeah, yeah, all good, all good, no casualties. <laughs> but yeah, back to the point. Uh, I'm looking at Lineker's record, right? He's had two losses since 2012, both who have popped for EPO, CJ Dillashaw and Ali Bogatino. So if you if you take them losses out, he ain't lost since 2012. Yeah, some so good research there. Huh? He's just on some serious run, so it's hard to back against him. I mean, I think it's going to be a really good fight. Sanhagen, he was in an absolute war with Alcantara, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the ins and outs of it, but I think, I can't remember, but it was very back and forth and someone nearly got stopped or whatever. I should perhaps watch the fight before I talk about it. <laughs> nah, don't um, worry about that. Go let me know. get a pick out of you then. You've got to make one, Matt. You can't, you can't shirk this one. I think... Um, Corey Sandhagen is on a five-fight win streak, on a five-fight finishing run. But uh, I think it's going to the decision. But I think the size wins the day. I think Sandhagen gets a decision here. Yeah, I have and to agree. I've got, I've got Sandhagen's decision as well. I think he might just be a little bit too well-rounded for Lineker. I, I would expect to see a little bit of grappling and uh, a couple of takedown attempts from Sandhagen. Uh, yeah, I expect him to grind out a uh, decision victory as well. Yeah, I don't want to see Lineker lose. I do want to see him sort of get a title shot. But That's it. It is difficult. But on the same token, we want we want to see new talent in there, and um, yeah, it'll be a good fight regardless. And the whole card, I think, brilliant. Yeah, it is a great card. Yeah, and you've got Arlovsky, he's on the prelims, still doing it. God. The old bastard. The old bastard loves it, doesn't he? <laughs> in the nicest yeah, possible absolutely. terms, of course. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't say that to his face, and I hope he isn't listening. No, no, I think we should be safe. I think. <laughs> Are you saying we're not big in Belarus? <laughs> Not quite, not quite. Lithuania would be big, but not Belarus. <laughs> uh, whether they're anywhere near each other, I've got no idea. But <laughs> Just uh, digging that hole even bigger there. <laughs> Any others this uh, this week you're looking forward to? Or? No, I think we should uh, lock those picks in. I am a little bit gutted to say that you won the, uh, last week's picks, which means it is one all now. One all? Yeah, Back so you, you got three out of five. I only got two out of five predictions, so... Not We've great got a couple for of different me. ones this week, though, haven't we? So yes, yeah. Be this will be a tight, tight competition here. Uh, yeah, we'll come up with some kind of uh, forfeit for the loser. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think a forfeit's probably better than a prize for the winner. Yeah, the prize is only ever going to be disappointing, isn't it? I would have thought. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, just, we, we just need something extremely demeaning for the loser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a wrap, Joe. Yeah, all right. Other than that, we'll let you uh, go back to spending your Easter Sunday with your family. I've got a uh, dinner around my mother's at five o'clock, which I'm absolutely buzzing for. A nice bit of roast turkey, I believe, which is always a nice one. It sounds nice, mate. I've got loads of sandwiches left over for my sister's forty. If that's what I'm playing for. Oh, quality, nice buffet spread. Like shit, loads of sandwiches. <laughs> you don't know. I'll take a picture. That'll Thank keep you me. going for weeks. Yeah, get it on the uh, get it on the Split Decision UK Instagram. Let the <laughs> let the <laughs> listeners know what we're dealing with. Hashtag sandwiches. That's it. So, yep. Other than that, everyone, hope you have had a great Easter. Uh, Easter. Uh, hope you enjoyed the extra long bank holiday weekend. Make the most of those four days off. We are Split Decision UK. We are available on. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, search for Split Decision UK if you can. If you enjoy what you're listening to, please do uh, give us five stars, subscribe, leave a review, whatever you feel comfortable with. That would be fantastic. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, Split Decision UK. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Let's look forward to the fights next week. Have a good one. Yeah, mate.